0: You about to get this show. You about to get this show. Getting to it. You about to get this show. I know know what you're here for. I know what you're here for, but I can't start off with that yet. In fact, I pre-recorded what I had to say, but had to go back and make changes based on new information. So hold on. I can say we'll get there. And don't take that Claire Berry Kate approach and call it a no fun thing. I'm not Jen Young, and this isn't V Live. (laughs) Like The first thing for this debut episode is to share the stories of listeners and supporters of the show. I'm holding your ears hostage for much longer than an album a day. So let's not let your diminishing attention span lead you towards missing out. Sister show is nothing like its sibling. So get ready. Let's go.
1: It's time for an album a day sister show. We have a special guest. Hello to everyone listening. My name is Robin Rush. You might also know me as Ashley's little sister or as the YouTuber Robin Rush. And I'm from Texas. So I have been a K-pop fan for about 15 years now, which is insane because that's more than half of my life. I got into K-pop through Shinwa's Perfect Man, which was an amazing song, and it just drew me into this spiraling world of K-pop. So, the way K pop helped me cope with the pandemic is definitely by showing me that there are still good things to come, even when there's bad things happening in the world. It also helped me not go into my full depression that I'm used to having around this time, whenever the world's in a state of panic. And so K-pop really helped me like, see the light through everything that's bad. And especially during this pandemic where you can't go see your friends or loved ones as often as you would like. It showed me that though everything is online because I am an international fan, everything is still there for you to easily access. You can still communicate with people even though you can't see them. But it really helped me see the light through everything that's dark. So I believe the happiest moment I had in 2023 K-pop would definitely have to be GOT7's double title track comeback with No Nar or breath, and last piece. And I really think I enjoyed this moment, mainly because it's the first time Young Jay, member of GOT7, has had his song be a title track for GOT7. It's nothing new to JB, but it's definitely something new for Youngjae. And it just shows how much effort... GOT7 puts into making their music and making comebacks for you know Agassiz and especially with everything that's going on now between JYP Entertainment and GOT7 whether JYP and GOT7 are going to reside with each other or if GOT7 leaves JYP it just means a lot to me that if they do end up leaving JYP Entertainment they dropped a banger album along with a double title track it was just amazing and I couldn't have asked for more. And lastly, something positive I would like to share with the listeners is definitely, even though right now is definitely different times, something no one has ever experienced in a lifetime and maybe even past lives as well, is to always keep your head up. No matter what happens, something good is going to come out of something bad. It might take a while. Trust me, I've been there where it takes a while for something good to happen out of something bad. But It will happen, just keep positive. And I know with these times, you know, depression and your mindset can be very bad, but if you can try and keep a balance between the two, you'll be able to make it all right. This won't last forever. No pandemic has lasted forever. Did it have a lasting impact? Yes, but I was able to graduate college through the pandemic because of the pandemic, my, you know, graduation wasn't what I wanted it to be. I wanted my big sister, Ashley, to be there. But I was able to do it because the pandemic pushed me to want to graduate during the pandemic. So, though this isn't long-lasting, it will have long-lasting effects. But, if you keep a bright light, if you can see the light through it, you will make it. And that's all people need to worry about, is being able to make it to the end. Bye,
2: y'all. Hi, Matt Gualas. My name is Joseph. I have been a K-pop fan for 10 years. So when 2020 started January, um, I was in the gym, and actually I had been on this gym kick pretty good, lifting weights and everything. And my go-to, some of my go-to's were Old from 17, and of course the classic, and I'll honestly just go there and say the best K-pop album of the 2010s, Reboot by the wonder girls. So those were the album. That was the k-pop music that I was listening to when the pandemic first started And before we all knew what was going on those songs in the first half of the year helped me cope not all of a sudden Well, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, word came Rona was like in the country and Started tearing us up (laughs) And I'm in lockdown like everybody else and I guess my first happy moment is like I'm in lockdown stuck in the house like everybody else can't go nowhere can't do anything I lose my one of my best friends one of my I lose one of my closest friends in that first month and I am out of it and all of a sudden Chungha comes along with stay tonight now I want Y'all to know. Chungha released Stay Tonight. She dropped the video April 27th. My friend passed away from COVID on the 3rd of April. Um, so for most of April, I'm going through it emotionally because this is a childhood friend. We grew up together. But for a bright moment, Chunga comes along with a nasty Vogue In a good boom cack and a human conveyor belt. And for about three minutes and 40 seconds, COVID don't exist. In my head, me and my homegirl are jamming to this song and I'm dancing around my room, you know, carefree. So that's my first happy moment. My second happy moment is Wano's debut. Now, for me, I don't know why exactly or how it happened, but I'm a Monster X fan, and the funny thing is, a while ago I would have told you that I only really follow girl groups. But my, there is some there was something about Monster X that just connected, and I didn't even I didn't even find out about them through No Mercy like everybody else did. It was Shonu in that vest with the cut in the back for All In. But anyway, so Shonu is my bias in Monster X. After the summer, and I had stepped away from music and fun things in general, because as a Black person in America, my community needed me, so listening here and there, but the focus was on bigger things. Later in the summer when Juano dropped the teaser for Open Mind, and then he dropped the video, my, something in my mind was just like, I got to get in on this, so... My happy, my second happy moment is becoming a full-fledged, getting the full-fledged K-pop fan experience because Love Synonym is the first piece of K-pop merchandise I have ever purchased. So I bought the three album pack and so I bought a ticket to my first K-pop concert with the I-Want-O-U live and because it was my birthday I bought the replay album, co- uh, the replay ticket because I wanted to see... One hole over and over and over again to my heart's content. In a year that tried so hard to beat the joy out of all of us, that was that, if I could see and maintain a little bit of joy that I was fine with it. Um, but I guess the positive thing that I want to leave with the Matt Goalas is there's a song, a gospel song and I'm blanking on the pastor who wrote it, but A gospel song from the 80s that says, I'm so glad trouble don't last always. In terms of 2020 and all that happened, in terms of losing my best friend, in terms of the pandemic, in terms of being told in the summer and in the the winter up to summer with the death of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd that my life in America doesn't matter. I, I pause because I'm also recording this on Thursday, January 7th, 2021. So I've, I like all of you have seen <laughs> that I've, we've also all been told whose life does matter and whose voice does matter. However, the positive thing I want to leave is that trouble does not last always. 2020 was a hellacious year. And in spite of the losses that I took that were heavy, both in the social sense and in the personal sense, I've also had personal victories. Um, I started my process in going back to school in 2020. Weight loss technically is not a goal, <laughs> should not be a goal. If it is your goal, more power to you. I lost weight because I was working out, whooped depression's ass like it stole something. That 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 is my m- major, I think that's the thing I'm most proud of. 2020. In spite of all the darkness that it brought, is the first year where I have not woken up every day and thought, I do not want to be here anymore. So I can say from a personal place, trouble is worrisome. Trouble can hurt, but it won't last. That's the positive thing that I want to leave you guys with. Um, yeah.
3: Hey guys, my name is Bree from New York City. I've been a fan of K-pop since 2010. Ever since my cousin tricked me into listening to Suju, sorry, sorry. Uh, K-pop has really helped me during this pandemic because my line of work, me being a dog walker, I was always outside for roughly around seven to eight hours of my day, and it was just me and my music. And now that you know the pandemic happened, I have not been working as my clients don't need me. Um, yeah, I had to move from the place I called home for three years that I really loved in Jersey City and I had to move back home with my mom. So things are definitely really different. Um, an awesome thing that happened for me in K-pop this year was a show Road to Kingdom. I love the creativity. All the groups that participated showed, especially the boys in two. They really impressed me with the way they executed their challenges. And I just want everyone to try to keep a positive outlook every day. It's what I've been trying to do. I know it's it's really hard to do that but um yeah just try to keep positive and if there's anything new you want to try try it now is the time to definitely try new things and see if you're amazing at it and i really hope everyone has a happy and safe 2021 and let's hope this year is better than
0: it was last year bye guys
1: it's time for an album a day's sister show it could get messy
0: this debut episode is sponsored by Mellophile Candles, a brand creating ambiance for music lovers with aromatic candles. Visit www.mellophilecandles.com to join the mailing list and follow the Instagram account at M-E-L-O-P-H-I-L-E, candles, for updates. I'm not fixing the edit on this. Just let it pop. Just let it be Ooh, Here warm. we go. Time stamp this so you can quote me later. I'm genuinely not pressed. Business is business, and there's minimal room for feelings in business. I had a moment. I had moments, okay, in 2017 and 2018 where I was hitting that Parks and Recreation series finale remix. Don't get to cussing. Don't get to cussing. Don't get to cussing. Don't get to cussing. But I'm good. I have some thoughts, some opinions, a mild diatribe, some ramblings that I want to do. I'm not on any Korean entertainment company payroll despite the efforts, so it's cool. That's all. Allow me to toss on my professional voice, less twang, and more Midwest local radio reporter. Okay, it ain't gonna get no less raspy or warmed up than that. I am a grown Black American female fan of K-pop who built a brand off the back of my antics on YouTube. I celebrated my eighth year of being an online content creator on January 13th, 2021. That isn't a credential per se, but just a few hours shy of my first YouTube anniversary, I uploaded my first video reaction to Girls, 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 the debut song from JYP Entertainment's then newest idol group, Got7. From that moment on, Assuming the role of one of their most supportive international NUNA fans, I created over 150 videos dedicated to them, some of which are no longer publicly available online. I loved them from the very beginning, before that beginning, actually, and have cheered them on from concert venue rafters, press pass sidelines, and online on two continents. I've purchased or received their Korean works and fan items, I've reported on their performance quality for multiple American publications, and I've had an acknowledgement of some sort from each member, particularly Bam Bam, telling me he knew who I was because of YouTube. I roll hard for their individual and collective success. I keep up with pride and not for some superficial reason. These men owe me nothing. I keep up because... Their works brought a lot of joy into my life and what they share of themselves with consumers is a reflection of the type of people I like being around. Likewise, I keep up because I'm a music journalist and commentator on the goings-ons of the Korean popular music scene. This is why I can say with complete confidence and no regrets that though I'm pissed at how this final chapter in the history books on my boys was started, i love the ending <laughs> this is justice fangirl feelings aside and i'll explain how and why today's episode isn't soft in some ways this is a damn read not in the way that the black lgbtqa community intends but in the way of the oxford english dictionary an interpretation of something regardless of how you interpret it reading is fundamental let's begin on January 16th, 2014, Got7 officially made their debut into the entertainment industry, making waves in multiple countries around the world. And between 2017 until this week's announcements, dams were placed around them and the waves stopped. They charted, they V live apped, they toured, they regularly did individual activities. Oop, that's not all the way true since everyone didn't have the option. Let's start again. <clears throat> They charted. They V-Live app. They did YouTube videos comfortably. Ooh, that's, there's a video evidence, plenty of Division 2 treating them like shit. Okay. Again, I say, they charted. They V-Live app. They legitimately grew musically, diversifying their sounds with every new album. That's a damn lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Love our guys as much as you want. I got sevens, but they haven't released a new album since 2017, seven for seven. The same production quality beyond title tracks is not progression. The same vocal commands of singing in keys that haven't adjusted themselves to accommodate men, not rookie year boys, is not progression. You know you hear it, you know it. This isn't coming solely from the space of me having nerd-like capacities about music. Beyond their voices being distinct to those of us who are fans, their songs have somewhat blended together. There are some differences, but not enough after that year. Numbers don't lie; they moved units, but that's easy to do when there's redundancy. Their production wings were being clipped. Oh, but Ashley, they're writing and producing the later albums. There were many after that. You're not a real fan girl. Try JYP, not me. Cause I throw production hands and all I have access to is GarageBand and a little website called BandLab and give you musical colors of the rainbow. I've grown faster than paid professionals in a professional setting with professional equipment from the comforts of the lid of my toilet seat as an indie producer. Pause. This isn't a breakdown of their discography, but when we get there, I'm tearing it apart respectfully. These are not limitations from seven creative artists, but from the label that built them and had the greatest hand in attempting to tear them down. The paper trail is sadly impressive. There's countless threads, videos, and YouTube personalities with far greater followings than that of my own who brought attention to the negligence of GOT7. I don't want to harp on it here, because in the end, they brought about their own form of justice. Being smart in business allowed them to close this chapter of their story fully. So what does it mean to be smart in business, you ask? First, ownership. The greatest concern for fans and greatest interest for spectators was whether or not the group was disbanding. When formal news stated that they have ownership of their group name, sounds of rejoicing should have been audible. Learning from groups who came before them and their international appeal, we will never know if that influenced such negotiations pre-debut, but owning their name allows them to do as they please, when and how they please. It doesn't matter if they're on different labels. It has not stopped Ravi from representing VIX, three members of Girls' Generation from declaring themselves still as members, or much closer to home, JYP Entertainment's 2PM, who were announced this week to be making a full-member comeback despite Taekyeon leaving the label in 2018. Second, partnership. Training as kids and being together in business as a seven-member team. A positive partnership triumphs over hardships. If the issues were amongst the team... Amongst them, a business partner would have withdrawn at this point. There's no label legally holding them accountable to one another now. You see, they are true friends and brothers in spirit. Yes, but they are strong business partners. What can be gained for them by learning from Jackson? Hmm. Has he not made freaking moves? Hmm. I so wish they would have formed a division of their own with Team Wang, but there are limitations in that, which leads me to the third aspect of smart business, and that's creative freedom. Now, they are genuinely untethered. Each member will have the freedom to learn new techniques, promotional skills, and explore facets of themselves as entertainers, artists, and individuals that will surely bring them together for something amazing. It won't look nor sound like the system they were a part of because the influences will be varied. The flip side to this is the long-standing history of past JYP roster members having positive things to say about the label and or JYP himself. There might be a moment before Guy7 gets around to those kind of sentiments. First, (sighs) Division 2 with a publicly rude and dismissive asses. For those unaware, JYPE provides a team to the artists to manage their bookings, promotions, and other needs. I don't believe any to be more notorious of the four than Division 2, which was GOT7's handlers and still is ITZY's team. Entertain and frustrate yourself with a Google or YouTube search of GOT7 Division 2. I'll wait. You're back. Annoying, right? <laughs> we can only speculate that the group made their concerns known, but if they're the only group complaining and every other group is doing well, or even a then the problem looks like GOT7 and not Division 2. They are a part of the wedge that pushed this group from their original nest and set its members off to fly in different directions. These limitations from Division 2 jeopardize their commitment. Second, withholding opportunities won't have them reconciling anytime soon. Mark didn't get to grow any farther than a magazine cover. Beyond Laws of the Jungle, he was always featured in another member's starring role. Yes, that's it, I got seven. Swoop in to object by saying our senior member just has a calmer personality. This is true, but we don't know how he could have excelled if opportunities weren't limited. And don't get me started on Young Jay, that amazing ball of sunshine who had to wait so damn long for the opportunity to write a title track. I'm biting my fingernails in anticipation of his eventual solo work. He barely needed training and development vocally, having the shortest trainee window, so you already know what it is. You already know he has it in him. You know who wouldn't allow that it to shine though? Mm Mm-hmm. Again, this is just a fan speculation. I'm just Jackson, I used to be your vitamin, but you can seek that shit elsewhere. Wang has not smiled since the flight log era came to a close. While some of this has to do with growing up and having a shift in maturity, it was also a shift in his capacity limits for the BS. Chinese variety show Jackson Wang, USA promotional Jackson Wang, and South Korean idol group member Jackson Wang look the same but all move differently. Only one of those locations is like a wedgie so far up the crack of his muscular ass that he has said as little as possible the whole ordeal. He spiritually changed. <laughs> <laughs> again this is this is just fan speculation i'm just you know bam 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 is the only one i believe to genuinely uphold the ideals of savage seven and possibly tongue-in-cheek continue to express some type of feelings about the dismantling of their group via social media I support it, and you, double B. If Jin Young had the time, he might chime in. But you gotta respect the fact that he makes time for none of this. And I wish with all my ashy American petty ass might that both J B and Yu Gum find a home at AOMG and or higher one, uh, higher music. About to say one because it's a number in the word, or, or anything else with former 2PM leader, former annoyance to JYP himself, J Park. Let them get their R and B on. Let J B have. Everybody pressed as hell with his lyric choices and his voice and angry dancing face. Let yu live out his Chris Brown dreams and then quickly maybe introduce him to other artists who don't have as much of a tumultuous background. Please, the giant baby needs additional influences. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that we no longer have to see pictures of them looking emotionally tired in photos. I'm glad that we no longer have to create Photoshop and Canva fan art that promotes them better than their assigned team did for comebacks. And I know Canva is an option because I submitted work to the label during a global search for someone to work with the artist and damn near designed their last album's cover. I knew the risk of creative infringement. Think I'm lying? Contact me. I'll share the proof. It's already floating somewhere in a tweet anyway. They legally lasted as a JYP entertainment idol group for seven years. For any other group, it would be the seven-year curse of the K-pop industry. But for my boys, the young men who I will continue to run along with until the absolute for real, for real very ends, this was for the best. That seven is for luck, and I wish them all the best. Thank you for being a part of the soundtrack of my life, you young men. On to the next chapter. Bye, y'all music historian and industry from a to z they're sponsored ads and social media hashtags but this show is truly supported by the efforts of my mcwallis the most amazing fan base a little entertainer could ever have special shout out to my patreon patrons the student body the scholars and the staff who keep my vision of becoming your favorite foreign Korean music historian, exploring all the industry from A to Z, a real thing. If you're interested in supporting the growth of this content, please visit Patreon.com/slash/MultiFacetedACG, and for as little as one dollar a month you can get in on the magic too. Interested in continuing your support at the free 99 price? I'd love you for it. You can still engage with the show and me, your lovely host, when you retweet, repost, and share the show and use hashtag A, the number three, and the word day. Please consider leaving a few stars or a review on Apple Music, iTunes, IMDb, or Podchaser to keep things growing in the right direction.